foot reflexologists that just kind of dabble. I'm not a dabbler. Uh, I've been in clinical work since that time. Now, I want to tell a personal story. Can I tell a personal story? You know, the, uh, when, I was a little, when I was a kid, we, uh, I, I was raised in Farmington outside of town. Well, now the town's grown around the farm. But when I was young, we had a, uh, a farm, and Papa, Papa had a great big old tractor tire. I mean, that thing was, it, oh, it was a kid. I'm sure it was only about that tall, but, man, it seemed like it was huge. And it was wide, and, and you could stand it up once you got it up, and you, it wouldn't tip over. So we thought, oh, my goodness, we'll take it up on top of this hill, and, and we'd get in it, and then we'd roll down the hill. We found out that it was more fun with one person in the, in the tire than two because it, it worked differently. And then we found out, well, you know, we'll build a ramp. We get a, a ply board and we get some boards and we ramp it. Oh, man, that was so much fun. It was a blast. My cousin and I just had a blast. So we decided we're going to take it up on top of that hill up there. And it was a really big hill. I think the hill was, oh, probably 150 foot and it was, it was an angle about like that. I mean, it was a good 30-degree angle. Well, it took us some real work on getting that tractor tire up the hill because I don't think I was more than eight or nine. And what we des- figured out was we put a stick through it with a rope on the, on the, each side, and Papa had already drug a, a pipe up the hill to the ditch. So there was a pulley still on the tree. So we put a rope through that pulley, and, and one of us would pull, and the other one would push. And then when we get tired, we'd put a, a piece of wood underneath the tire. Rest. And during the night, we'd throw it over on its side. And it took us a week and a half to get that tire to the top of the hill. Oh, and I thought, now, the hill came down around. The hill, the ditch was right here, and the hill went. Oh, like this, and then it dropped off, and there was the road. And we were expecting to go down here and hit the road and stop. That's what we was expecting. Well, I get it. I was the first one to get in. I got in, and it was a kind of tire that if it laid over on its side, you could still hold on to the rim. It was real perfect. Well, they let that go, and oh, I, I experienced every emotion imaginable. Fear, anger, panic, love exhilaration all at one time. Oh, when I hit the air right here, I thought, oh, the ride's over. Oh, no. Oh, no. I went down through Papa's, down through Papa's orchard. I went through his corn patch. Uh, He wasn't too happy about that. And then I got to a little hump, and I thought, oh, surely I'm going to stop. But it kept going, and I was airborne. And I was airborne. I went over the top of the cow corral, and it hit a tree, and it spun me sideways, and I stuck on a branch. And I'm, it felt like I was 30 feet off the, off the ground, but I was a little kid. It, I was probably 12. Now, to a little bitty guy, that was a heck of a long ways. Well, I, I went to get out of the tire, and it would spin. So I had a real tough time. So I had to, fall, I had to kind of roll out and hang on, and I was holding the tire, and the cow corral was down here, and I was looking around for the cow because the cow was pretty mean. And I hit, I let go, and I hit. Well, it was gooey, but it wasn't mud. And I went probably to my calves. And then I, I was in good shape, but I was still kind of dizzy. 
and I started falling backwards, and there was no way. I just, mm, I was mucky all over the back of my head. Uh, there, wasn't a, there wasn't a clean spot on my back. Well, my biggest concern was I wanted to get up, and I wanted to get cleaned up so I could talk my cousin into riding that tire. I didn't want him to think it was as scary as it was. I wanted him to ride the tire. So I got out, and I got up real quick, and I fell. And, and I, I hit the front side of me with all that stuff that was in the crowd. There was only one clean spot that was on my face. I know it was clean because I touched it with my hand, and then it wasn't clean anymore. I opened up the crowd, and I went down to the creek, and I, I washed off real quick. Well, I had gone so fast and so far, my cousin... I kept thinking, when's he going to show up? When's he going to show up? When's he going? And I had time to get down to the cattails and pussy willows in the creek and get all washed up and get back up by the tire before he ever come over the hill, which was lucky for me. And he didn't even notice that I had got wet. He was looking at the tire. And, he, and I said, oh, it's one of the best rides I ever had in my life. Oh, it's wonderful. And I started talking up because I didn't want to tell him how Scary it was because I wanted him to ride that tire too. Well, the tough part was getting it out of the tree. They ha we had a swing and a pulley and all that, and we got it out of the tree and we got it out of the corral. And, and he was, you know, it took us about a week to do that. And then I kept telling him how good it was, and, and I tried to get it. We were getting it back up the hill, and it took a couple more weeks to do that. And he was just pretty well... Deciding he didn't want to ride that tire. Oh, and I kept, oh, how good it was. And I got him up there, and we finally got it in the right place. Now, I don't know if my cousin ever looked at the traffic going along this road. You know, it was just kids, little bitty kids. And I think back, and I think, oh, my goodness. I watched. I got him in the tire. I watched, and had to time it just right because it was a dirt road. It wasn't a paved road. And you'd have to make sure nobody was coming, so you'd have to listen. Well, I was uphill from him, holding on the tire, because it was a, a, a log there, and I was talking to him as he got in the tire. Well, because I was talking to him, he got in backwards. <laughs> he got in backwards. And, and I had, once he got situated, I had to kick the tire real quick, because a car had just passed and another one was coming. So I gave it a good kick. <laughs> Well, he did the same thing, but he didn't go through the corn. He went through the orchard. He didn't go through the corn, uh, 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 for, through the uh, corn, just the orchard. And he skimmed a tree, and it went off. And he went through both sides of Papa's chicken coop. <laughs> Feathers everywhere. You know, Papa made us fix that chicken coop. I could never figure out why. He never saw us, but he blamed it on us. And you know what else he did? He took the tire. Really. He took the tire. Well, you know, the funniest thing that I saw was he, my cousin had thrown up halfway down the hill, and it was all up in his hair because he was going backwards. Now, with me, occasionally I could see where I was going. He never saw where he's going. He was, only saw where he had been, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Well, I tell that story because I want you to understand many times in our life, we're involved with things that we have no control over. We get in a situation where the journey has got to finish, or we don't realize that we've been on a journey, and then we realize, wow, look at that. We've, we're looking back, and, and we realize, what, uh, what has been going on? I'm out of control. I'm, I'm, uh, what happened? 
Well, that's the same way with health and diet. Many things that we do, many things that we are involved with are, are things that we're unaware have affected us. I have spent 30-some years teaching and training people. Now, those that are on, on the Internet, there's some handouts that I want you to be able to, to get to. It's on uh, healthandweightlossclinic.com slash downloads. Go ahead and look those up so that you're on the same page as we are. Jim, can I get you to get the six elements? If you can do that, that's fine. If you can't, that's okay. This was a blast, a blast, but we had no control. And I also think somebody else was looking out after me. <laughs> okay. Now, what I want to be able to do is help you understand the things that I have discovered over the last 30 years. We in America don't, we, we watch and we're educated and we don't really know what the best thing is for us to do. Because there's so many advertisers, have so many different products, that they, they muddy the water with facts and, and half-truths and different things like that. So I want you to understand the truth about, uh, about health. It's very, very important that you understand the truth about health. I have discovered that there are six different facets of health that no one talks about in the world today. And there are six facets that you can do by yourself and don't even have to involve a doctor. Wouldn't you like to take control of your health? So I'm going to talk about these six things. Now, I'm going to number them, but I don't want you to think that they're in any specific order. Because for everyone, everyone is a little different. You know, I may have a problem with number one. You may have a problem with number two. Number you have mastered, but these six elements of health are critical for everyone's health. Jim, a clipboard in here would probably be helpful. Now, the first thing I want you to understand is diet. Now, the word diet, when I'm talking to you, means food. Food is not the enemy. Food is not the enemy, and a lot of people think food is the, uh, is the enemy. In fact, you can gather all your friends together... You can gather all your friends together and ask them what a good diet is, and I bet you everyone will have a different opinion. Or they will have the opinion that's been touted on the TV the last six months. Okay? Food. Nobody knows what a good diet is. Now, I'm going to give you some ideas so that you understand what's going on. I know that you were probably taught the basic four food groups. Some of you that may be younger are being taught the food pyramid. Both of these are advertising campaigns taught to us as truth. The Basic Four Food Groups was written by the Meat and Dairy Association. It was an advertising campaign. It has nothing to do with truth. Exactly. The only health that it has in it is if we buy more of their products, maybe they eat better food or have better things. It's a, it's a self-serving uh, program. And it was taught to us in school as fact. We won't go into the immorality of that. Now, the food pyramid is written by the agricultural department. They don't know anything about diet, health, okay? And those people that follow those type of, of programs, in fact, even today, you know, the basic four food groups has been outdated for a long period of time. It's been replaced. But even today, I will sit down with young people and I'll say, well, how's your diet? And they'll say, I have a balanced diet. 
balanced diet comes from the, the basic four food groups. In fact, you go into a restaurant and they will, they will plan a menu of protein, a starch, and a vegetable or a fruit. That, I mean, that's the way they plan their menu, and they want to have one of each on a plate. If you look at the agricultural department, they've also gone with a plate, this much of this. and that. I'm going to tell do you want to know the truth about diet? I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the truth about I don't I, You know, if you don't want to know, I won't tell you. We'll come back to this. Now, diet, there, there is concentrated, concentrated protein. Now, the only thing I consider concentrated protein is meat, fish, eggs, and cheese. That's it. Then there is the neutral category, which contains all the salad things you put in salads and all the, veg- uh, all the vegetables. So it's uh, veggies and nuts and seeds. Uh, and then uh, there's oils and there's uh, sprouted, sprouted uh, grain are all in this category. And before this is over, people on the Internet have that chart. Before this is over, I will give you a food. Jim, br- drag a food chart out of there and bring that in here. Uh, then there's the concentrated protein. It's in the top filing cabinet. Did I say protein? Concentrated starch. Now you've heard the you've heard starch and carbohydrate. Carbohydrate used interchangeable, haven't you? You know, a lot of people say, "Well, starch, no carbohydrate, or car- good carb, bad carb." What they're basically saying when they say good carb, bad carb is they're saying good starch, bad carb. Okay. Oh, you can you got peripheral ears. You can tell somebody's coming up behind you. Okay, so. A starch is good. A carbohydrate has been processed. Let me give you an example. Brown rice, good. Uncle Ben's converted white rice, carbohydrate. Potatoes, good. Mm -hmm. Potato flakes, nah. Okay. Now, each one of these... Each one of these groups require a different digestive environment in order to digest. Okay? Called a pH. The pH, which is a potential for hydrogen which is incidentally one of the six, so I'll put it up here, pH. The scale goes from 0 to 14. We need to be in the middle about 7 to 8, okay? Potential for hydrogen. Now, the pH to digest concentrated protein, meat, fish, eggs, and cheese, the red category, in the stomach is between 1 and 2 which is very acidic. Now, that's normal. In order to digest protein, we have to, our stomach environment is between one and two. To digest the neutral category, which is listed in yellow, the pH is between one and seven. So that's a very large, that's a very large environment. Concentrated starch <clears throat> is digested between 6.5 and 7. Okay. Now, turn the back of that thing over. There you go. I didn't know if that was one that had it on there. That shows the environments. Now, the thing you need to realize is that when you combine concentrated protein and concentrated starch in the same meal, they fight. 
because there's not enough acid to digest the protein and not enough alkaline enzymes to digest the starch. You know, the Zantec generation, that's this problem. It's not a disease. It's not a, uh, the acid reflux disease is just merely concentrated starch, concentrated protein in the same meal. Exactly. Meat and broccoli. Exactly. Very, very good. You got it real quick. So when you eat concentrated protein, which I don't have a problem with, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of uh, natural pasts will say, oh, you got to give up meat. No, just eat it properly. Concentrated protein, you, need, you eat with a, the neutral category, which is salads, vegetables. So when you have fish, you don't have grain. Fish and vegetables, very simple thing to do. But is the American diet... It, that's just the American diet. So that's the basics on concentrated, on, I mean on, uh, this, on diet, is that never combine concentrated protein and starch. You can combine starch in, in the neutral category and uh, the protein, concentrated protein in the neutral category. Okay? Now we talked a little bit about pH. pH is a very important thing that nobody looks at. Um, most of the patients that come in to see me are generally in the fives. It's common. Some of them in the sixes. Very, very, very few are here. The reason that our pH has changed so drastically is that number three and number four is... Food additives and food products. Both of these are very, very, very bad for pH. When you take a a food additive, now there are food additives that I want to take a little bit of time to talk about. One, One of them that is most everybody is very familiar with is called MSG. Monosodium glutamate, MSG. Now, a lot of people say, oh, I don't use that at all. Well, I I beg to differ. You probably use a lot of it, okay? It's just in a different form. Monosodium glutamate is an amino acid, okay? It's, It's common to our food, but it is a stimulator of the nerves. The nerves have a, a, a like, a, um, they have a, a locking mechanism. Uh, in order, so, so they don't get overstimulated. The end of a nerve has kind of like a a little pattern like that. Now that's oversimplified or that's Mm -hmm. okay. But in order to stimulate it, it's got to have an articulating compound that does that. Do you understand? The problem is, is monosodium glutamate does that. It overstimulates the nerve. Yeah. Gives you the cravings. In fact, monosodium glutamate was used, is used today in labs to fatten up mice and rodents for testing because mice and rodents, you can't feed them enough. They won't get fat. And they want a fat animal to test things on, so they get them monosodium glutamate. They're actually called MSG mice or rats. They fatten them up, and then they test them on whatever they're going to test. Monosodium glutamate is used in the lab to fatten up lab rats and is used in our food to fatten us up. We need to realize in America, have you looked? Obesity, they call it obesity. I I, I call it something else. 
60% of Americans are classified obese. Welcome. There for a minute, I thought you came in in your, your what was it called, the, where they do karate? Your, what is that called? Haya! Okay. So 60% in America is classified obese. Okay. Well, it's because of monosodium glutamate. You're part of the big experiment. Now, these two ladies have been through the seminar. You're no longer part of the big experiment, are you? Has it made a difference in your life? It's been awesome. And it's just a matter of information. That's what I'm about. Okay? But these are very altering to the pH. Okay? Food products. The reason food products are so acidic is I mentioned that er earlier we talked a little bit about starch. Starch good, carbohydrate bad. Well, most all food products are carbohydrates. They've taken a good grain and they've processed it to the point where it's, it's fortified now. And they've taken out 17 vitamins and added three and they call that fortified. <laughs> In fact, one of the, aver one of the things my wife kind of has a hobby with is she collects cookbooks. She collects old cookbooks. And she had a cookbook during my, when I was a kid, a, a, written during the time I was a kid. And it said, oh, it's not any longer necessary to, to get after your kids to eat whole grains because the, we have an, a fortified flour now that we don't really need to mess with. You know, what, so that cookbook had bought into the old advertising thing of Wonder Bread. Do you remember the Wonder Bread generation? They were just so poor, and they didn't have what they needed. So one sponsored to send bread to the poor people in Europe, and they were eating pumpernickel and rye. Awesome food, and we sent Wonder Bread. It, but what it did was it instilled in the American people that white bread was better than pumpernickel or rye or something like that, which is totally different. Totally different. Now, this is kind of an open forum, ladies. If you have questions about other things, you jump in here. Okay, food products are very acidic. I need you around this area. These are the bad boys, and that's the reason America's health is getting so bad. You need to also realize that mold... Fungus, yeast, bacteria, virus, all grows down here. You get above 7.2, they die. Cancer is a fungus, and it dies at 7.2. Now, nothing to come up about cancer, I'm sorry. So I won't talk about it anymore. Okay. Well, it is. All alternative, I mean, cancer is the big bad boy. It's, it's the result of... Of, well, we got problems, but the problems start here. So if we can control this way before it gets bad, then ha I mean, it, doesn't it? It makes more sense to put a, the shut the corral door than go get the horses after they're already out of the barn. Okay, five exercise. I don't think I spelt that right, but we're going to pretend it's okay. The, best, the problem I have with exercise is exercise is acidic. It's good, but it's acidic. You know the ache you get in your muscles because you work? It's acidic. Proper exercise is not acidic. The best form of exercise is those little mini trampolines. It's not acidic if it's done properly. And it is by far the best form of exercise. The only thing that comes close, close to it is jump rope. Now, you look at the calorie burn on most exercises, jump rope's the highest. This is beyond that. 
proper exercise. Exercise is important because <clears throat> it turns the metabolism on. It gets it going so that we can... You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm, I eat and I get, I get heavy. Well, it's this. It's, it's the monosodium glue. It's all that stuff. But in order to have energy, you must eat. You must eat. If you're not... If you're just wore out and tired, you're not eating. Or you're eating the wrong stuff. Now, the, the last one I want to talk about in the six is... Uh, what do you think it is? Sleep. Yeah, I love sleep. Fats and oils. Yes, you do this and sleep happens. Okay. Fats and oils are necessary in our diet, and they say fat-free this, fat-free that, fat-free this. It's always t- talking about fat-free. Our brain, our brain is 80% oil. 80%. And, and I truly believe or know that most of these neurological problems are complicated with the lack of, of good oil. And the oil that we do have is nasty and terrible. Grocery store oil should never be used. Coconut oil is the best form of oil there is. Coconut oil. Okay? These are the six elements of health. These are the things that are critical that people understand. It doesn't require a doctor to do any of these. You can grasp it yourself and do it yourself. Okay. Are there any questions? What other name? I mean, if you're looking at the contents of a product, it doesn't say MSG. That's right. And sometimes they do. Sometimes, sometimes they do. Okay. But what other name? I'm going to give you a list before okay. you leave. Okay. Uh, watch for. Yes, and I, I want you to know that. And, and you, I want you to copy it and you give it to your friends. Okay. This is not ex- exclusive. I want everyone to know because okay. I want them to be able to change their life. When, when I was faced with the reality of this, it, it was it was life changing because I had spent a lifetime f- trying to find truth, okay, and not the advertisement, not the 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 skewed by somebody's pocketbook, so they're going to tell this is better because <laughs> that's the way it helps them. I want to know what truth is, and what I found is over the years of working as a naturopath, as an alternative health healthcare doctor, then discovering the excitotoxins and different things like that, eliminating that from your life is absolutely liberating. It's liberating. Because no longer... You remember the commercial that says, but you can't eat one Lay's potato chip? You can't. I've done it. I eat one. And then a little bit later, I thought, I succeeded. And then a little bit later, I'm off doing my thing. And then I'm I'm eating. And then I realized... You're in for the whole bag. Uh, what am I doing? And I didn't even realize it because these chemicals are saying, you're hungry. Come eat it. You're hungry. And once you get off of it and you taste it, you go, yeah. I mean, it, it's foreign. Have you noticed that it's kind of... I don't even taste it anymore. It, yeah. As long as I don't buy the bags or whatever, I don't see it. And, uh, and, and once you've eliminated it from your diet you're able to have a, a level of, let's say you go to a friend's house and you get into it, it doesn't wind you back up. You can step away from it and say, wow, <laughs> shake that off and move on because you recognize it. Because 
These are the reason people are heavy in America today. Processed foods and additives. In fact, ADD, ADDH. If it's easy, forget it. ADD, ADDH, colors and dyes, those type of things. This is what we do, is teach people. In fact, I have a a course, two-day course. It's awesome. We have lots of fun. We used to have it at the Eleganta Motel. I don't know if you know where that is. Nice place. But I kept having to educate the... Were you at the Eleganta once? Have you you been to here? So there was a little difference, wasn't there? Okay. It's same kind of information, but we didn't have to teach the chef. I let my wife cook. Okay. And it is, it's not diet food. It's food that has nutrients in it and feeds the body and purifies the body. In fact, what we have actually have is we have a, we have a, what's called the wow seminar. And I want to talk about that, and then we're going to move into herbology because I know you're here about herbs, right? Yeah. Yeah, they just teach us about how to combine the foods. How, how you, you need to do it wrong. You know, this is really very clear, though. Yeah. This is easy, and and there's some books that make it more complicated. Yeah. It's, it's just really not clear. necessary. Yeah. It's just not necessary. Now, I sit down one day and I calculated up the time it would take for me to teach a patient one-on-one. Now, I don't have a problem with one-on-one. I deal with my patients the way they need to be dealt with. But in order for me to give the information that I give in a two-day seminar, it takes it would take seven months once a week. That's just not that's just not acceptable. If people want to know, I want to tell them. So seven months once a week, and coming in to see me, it would be well over eleven hundred dollars that you would give me. Now I only charge thirty-five dollars a visit which is like a copay. So, I mean, it, there's a significant more... Uh, I mean, that's what you, you would pay me. It, and, and that's okay if you want to do that. But this seminar, this seminar is $4.90. And my wife, and my wife cooks. And uh, one time, I don't know if you were here, um, I found one of the girls in here, and she was crying after the seminar. You know, everybody was laughing, and, and she was crying, and I thought... So I went over and said, honey, are you okay? And she says, oh, I'm so glad I came. And I thought, Whew. she's not sad. <laughs> I thought maybe she got a bad call or something. And, and, and she says, you know, it, I knew this was health and weight loss. And I want to lose some weight, but I was afraid it was going to be nasty food. <gasps> it wasn't. And it was, so, it, it was such a compliment. You know, I just got tingled. It's like, oh, wow, I'm glad you came. Because it's, health food is not expensive. And it doesn't have to be weird. It's just the right choices. The right choices. In other words, we eat, we teach people to go back to the diet our great, great, great grandparents had. They had no problems with with MSG or being overweight or anything like that because they didn't have the, those guys yeah. wanting you wanting to put something into food that tastes bad to make it taste better so you'll crave it. Yeah. It's wrong. They want you to eat more and buy more. That's right. GMOs are something we talk about and help you understand how to stay away from them. GMOs, I mean, just just the word organic protects you from GMOs. Now, now there's advantages of, of, of uh, like, for instance, there are some products that are ge- genetically modified quite a bit, like soy and corn. Mm-hmm. So you'd want to have those organic, okay? How canola oil 
can say they're organic. I still have not figured out how they did that because it's genetically modified. So canola oil you need to stay away from. That's the only thing that doesn't follow that rule. There's always an exception. Have you ever investigated language or or uh, spelling and that kind of, There's always exceptions. Okay, always exceptions to the rules. Okay, so I need you to understand that we have a blast. But if you're interested in this type of information and, 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 inter- and interacting with the people that are going to be in this seminar, we have one coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday. And if you take care of it today, it's 270. 270. My guarantee to you is it's life-changing. I can't for this weekend. I'm not twisting your arm. No. We have it every third month. Okay. The next, so, so uh, I, April, think, I think, yeah, April. So every third month we do this. Okay, now, ladies, any other questions? And uh, Jim, are there any on the Internet? Let's talk a little bit about herbs. Let's talk about herbs. We got a little bit of time. Why herbs work? Why herbs work are, is the main thing that I need you to grasp today. Most all pharmaceuticals were were copied after an herb. Okay, let's say for instance this picture. See how complex it is. You know, it's got yellows, it's got different colors, it's got blues, it's got a different patterns. Okay, let's let's compare this to a an herb. The, the the makeup of an herb, potassium, phosphorus, nitrogen, you know, some uh, sugars and s- different things that we can't really tell what they are, but that's the whole plant. Let's call this ephedra, okay? Now, the active ingredient, we the pharmaceuticals will, will realize, well, ephedra has been used for all kinds of reasons, all kinds of different things. So we want to find out why ephedra works. Now, ephedra works for all kinds of different reasons, but they decide, well, we want to find out weight loss. How come it's good for weight loss? I've never used it for weight loss. Ephedra is good for lungs and and building the immune system, but they want to find out what makes it good for weight loss. Well, they discovered, see this little white spot right here? Okay, that's called ephedrine. Or that is the remedy that they are searching for. So they don't grow more ephedra and extract that. What they do is they take that little that little speck, and they chemically uh, take it apart. They decide, okay, it's it's got a little bit of hydrogen, it's got a little bit of oxygen, it's got a little bit of, uh, uh, of sulfur. It's got a little bit of other things like that, and they just go on and they figure out where their remedy is and how it all relates, okay? And it's just very, it's, it is very complex. But it is this much, this much in comparison to the entire plant called ephedra. Okay, now they have that chemical compound, and they can make it in the laboratory. They don't have to grow it. And they call it ephedrine because it came from ephedra. Now, I'm using ephedra because this has just happened within the last several years. Ephedra, which is ephedra and ephedrine 
ephedra and ephedrine have been or was used as the same thing in the marketplace. When they would when uh, when they would talk about the bad things about ephedra, then the next time they'd say, "Well, the bad things about ephedrine." They would they began to teach the American people that this was the same thing. Okay, that they were synonymous. That ephedrine was the plant, the overall plant. They taught that to America. They were very successful because there's not too. I'll get into that. Okay. Ephedra and ephedrine are not the same thing. No, this is chemically created made, by created, right. And this is natural. Now, what was happening is people were abusing this chemical, mm-hmm. and it was causing some real issues, coronary issues, and things like that. But when they said it, ephedra, ephedrine caused that problem, they were saying in the next sentence, ephedra caused this problem, which there was almost a, a unanimous, okay, let's get rid of ephedra. When in reality, if ephedrine did exist in this plant, but see this little thing up here, that little spot right there, combined with ephedrine, made it not harmful because it was synergistic. Like this building. If I isolate the electricity in this building, there's three phases. That's pretty powerful electricity. It kills us. But it is synergistic. It has in coax. It's in it's in conduit. It's in right receptacles. It's part of the whole, and that is why it doesn't hurt you. So they banned ephedra because ephedrine was abused. And in the American mind, they were the same thing. Okay? Very successful. I expect them to do this again because they were so successful. Now, we read the law, and we found out that the law states that banned it, the law states that if it is not used as a diet supplement, it can be used. I never used it as a diet supplement. Never. But the American people, when they look at it, they go, oh, it's got ephedrine, ephedrine in it. I can't, I, I don't, it, that's terrible. They were very, very successful in changing people's opinion with advertisement. They want, they want us undereducated. I like that better. Okay. J.P. Morgan himself, in his lifetime, made it, got a law passed that would first off get rid of all of homeo, all of. They made a, an order of what doctors had to learn. Okay, in order for them to be educated as doctors, all homeopathic, naturopathic, and herbal. Colleges that educated those doctors never taught those courses because they didn't care about them. Okay? So they, ran, they run literally alternative health care out of the U.S. J.P. Morgan did that. We can thank him for that. Okay? Within the last, oh, well, when I first began, I kept my head down. I still kind of keep my head down. Because if they wanted to come at me, they could. You know, they're a big, big, right or wrong, they're a big bunch of money. Okay, but I want you to understand the truth and how this happens. Okay, they they do that with other herbs. They do that with other things. They isolate the remedy. 
They isolate the remedy, and then they make it chemically. And then they, if they feel, fail miserably, they say, oh, no, comfrey root. And I'm sure you've heard that if you've been in it, around herbs. Comfrey root has a chemical in it that causes liver damage. They, it does. It has a chemical that has that causes liver damage. The herb itself. Yes, the herb has a, okay. a dangerous chemical in it. Poisonous. Yes, jimson weed is poisonous. But you need to realize that our pharmacology as herbalists have been proven for centuries. Because I stand on the shoulders of Hippocrates and Plato and all those other guys who were herbalists that decided, oh, no, I can't give that plant. Adam and Eve, made, that's where it began. They, they found out, well, that plant made me sick or that plant killed somebody. Uh, the, the animals ate that, so I'm not going to eat that. They found out that what herbs were good. So by the time you get to a plant that has been used for decades and centuries and they find some, there's a chemical in it that's dangerous, you have to, you have to think, is this Dr. James's analogy? Is it this little chemical here that all of the rest of this makes that safe? For instance, if I had a bottle of water, if I had a bottle of water, I could give you an analogy. In fact, I'm going to wait for a bottle of water. Oh, hello, water. Oh, I heard the bag wrestling. Thank you. Excuse me. What is water? It's H. And two O. H two O. What's hydrogen? It's an explosive. It's a gas. It's a gas, it's explosive. That you remember the Hindenburg? Mm-hmm. It's lighter than air. You've heard the story. It was light. I'm glad you don't remember. It's lighter than air. Okay, but it was a high explosive. Is water ever going to explode? And it's only two elements. How can a plant that's so phenomenal, phenomenally complex cause the problems that they say it will? It won't. Never will. In fact, I've tried and tried and tried to separate the hydrogen out of there. And, I, and I've got real close to it. It's, you have to do it this way. Boom! Okay. It just does, you know, it, in fact, cold fusion, they've been trying to do for a long period of time. So when you hear a bad thing about an herb that you know that they've used forever, like peppermint or, or whatever, you need to realize some laboratory decided to isolate a remedy and failed miserably, and they didn't say, our experiments to copy peppermint failed. They say, no, peppermint has this and this and this, and you shouldn't use it. Why? They want a ready market when they solve the problem of people that are sick so they can solve the problem because they haven't been using peppermint. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. Okay? One of the things I've done as, a, as a, an herbalist... I wrote a book. I've written several books. I have a fourth one coming. It's called the Macaw Diet. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> uh, I'm going to share a little something about, about myself because I feel comfortable with this group. I'm dyslexic, massively dyslexic. I read constantly. I can read 
But I had to teach myself how to do it because school never did. When I was a kid, I'd open up a book and it was like a movie picture. Everything moved around. It never stay in place. That's why even today, even today, I don't know if you noticed that. When I was writing the PH, when I was writing the PH right here, I wrote the five first when I said 6.5 because my brain works faster than my hands many times. So I wrote the five, I realized what I'd done, put the point and then the six and then did the seven. Did you notice that? That's, that's who I am. It's, it's my gift, okay? So writing a book has been very difficult, but I accomplished it, and it's getting easier and easier. And don't trust autocorrect. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Okay, this book is also also used in the American Naturopathic Medical Institute. It is their herbal course of study. Okay, I wrote it. Uh, well, they commissioned me to write it because they needed a good uh, course of study. However, this is not the course of study. It's three and four generations above it because I've improved it. Okay, um, I spend three days going over this book. You know, I, I, got, I opened this facility to teach health and weight loss and help people understand about health. But when I did this seminar, I realized, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I thought, ah, a day. Oh, I had to expand it to three days. It's a Saturday and then a Friday and Saturday because you have a homework assignment. And those that are serious about really understanding herbs, I can teach you. And I didn't realize that that it that I have learned so much. You know, you get out of school and you take for granted, oh, I'm, a, I'm an herbalist or I'm a doctor or whatever, and then you go about your craft. And then 30 years later, you begin to talk about what you've learned and you realize that had nothing to do with what I learned over here. It was it was the Margarets and the Marys and the Josephs and the Davids and the, and, and, and the people that I've helped, not the illnesses that I've helped, but the people that I've helped that have had illnesses. And I realized that the, the treasure. So I'm doing a herbal course of study, and at the end of that, you receive a PHI, which is a professional herbal instructor. Okay, this and I, and this is for the serious people, the people that really want to know more about herbs, not people you know people that go into practice, yes, things like that. But I've had for many years an apprentice program. In our profession, we don't have interns. You know how medical doctors, they put this little guy in the hospital and they make, give him the grunt work and they make him do all kinds of stuff. We don't have an intern program. So I felt like years ago it was important that I began to help train some of these naturopaths and herbalists and that just really needed some help. Because uh, when I went to school, there was only two. One in Europe, one in Canada. Well, obviously I went to Canada. Uh <clears throat> But there's colleges everywhere, and they degree these people, and, and they, really, they really need more help, bedside manner and, and uh, other things. So I have an apprentice program, and it's a $1,700 course. Now, the majority of that course for practitioners, and, and in order to go through this uh, apprentice program, it's $1,700, but you need to have a a degree like a chiropractor or a massage therapist or iridologist, whatever. But the, the majority of the information in that course is contained in this seminar, three days, okay? And the nice thing is, is I try to keep it small enough to where people can ask their questions. I want people to know and understand. So 
This course is 490. Again, same number. I like that, 490. We go over how to make a formula properly. I didn't realize that some schools are taught, some herbalists are taught to, if you're treating kidney problems, find all the herbs good for kidneys and put it in a formula. That's poor, that's poor medicine, okay? It's like, for instance, this chair. This chair. A lot of people will say, one herb wears out. You no longer, I mean, you shouldn't use one herb very long. If I was to balance this chair on that leg, I probably could if I really worked at it, okay? But after a while, but after a while, it will lean and it will drop, okay? In order to support a health problem, the more strategic the herbs are placed in the support of that, the better off. Like, for instance, one of the things that I think is critical in a formula is an accelerant, okay? Like peppermint or cayenne or ginger. It, it doesn't matter what the formula is. I want something to help stimulate the circulation so it gets to the body faster. So that's one thing that they miss. And other things, it's very, very important. And we go over that. And in fact, uh, we actually build the formula. I mean, we, we look at what, we, we create a formula so that you understand the concept. And we enjoy doing that because we have a blast. Because herbology doesn't have to be dry. Okay, It doesn't have to be hard to understand. Now, this course is a three-day course, and it should only be entered in people that are serious about wanting to know. You don't have to be wanting to go into practice, but I can guarantee you that once you're done, you're going to love my book because it's going to be an awesome resource. Now, I know a lot of you have this book, but it will, it will open it up to you so you see it a different way. It will be a resource for you instead of... Uh, well, you'll be a resource for it versus it being a resource for you. The next one is, do we have any information on when that is, Jim? <laughs> Bring me my phone and I'll tell, I'll tell, it's next month. I think it's the 20, the 19th, nope, it's the 8th, nope, it's the 21th and 22nd, but the weekend before that, February. No, good try though. New, new, wrong button. Oh, come on, go away. Mm, what am I doing in July? My goodness, I looked at a seminar in July. Okay, the next seminar, the WOW seminar is the 24th and 25th, but the herbal course is the 15th of February, which is a Saturday, and then the 21st, 22nd. Is that February? February 20, 15th, 21, and 22. Okay? And the reason I do that is specific, because the first, first day I'm going to fill your head, then I want you to spend some time looking at some things in the book, and then when you come back I will be addressing your questions and helping you implement it and understand that. Okay. Who's interested in this class, in the herbs? Are you serious about yeah. being? Okay. Well, if you take care of it, yeah, Mark, do those dates work with you? Take care of it today. I'll let you pay two seventy. I am interested in it, but not those days. So well, later, then I can tell you. I can tell you the next one. I can tell you the next one. Three months away. It's already scheduled. Uh, that way, you can put it on your calendar, and it'll be the twenty fourth, the thirtieth, and thirty first of May. 
I mean, 24th, excuse me, 24th, 30th, and 31st of May. Okay? Now, I, this is a course that I limit. In, in fact, most of my courses I limit, but this is, a, this is a course that goes fairly quickly, so you want to get your bid in on the, on the times you want, okay? So uh, we have a blast. The only thing we're not going to do is feed you. We're going to send you off, okay? Although if you hang around, Veronica will probably feed you anyway. You know, that's just the way she is, <laughs> okay? So you need to understand my... How long, how long is the class? How long during the day? Yeah. We normally start about 10 and go to about 4, okay? Because with this information, I, I don't want you, your head to get mush because it can, you know, yeah. and we break it up with enough breaks that, that it doesn't turn you into mush, okay? Um, so it's generally 10 to, 10 to 4, unless I offer a bonus class or something like that, okay? And that depends on the group, okay? So if you're interested in it, there's there's... There's spaces in these both, both of these classes. Now, are there any questions? Any questions online? We've been, had a really quiet online. Normally, they really yammer a lot. If uh, you're online, please go to those uh, links. If you want to make yourself available to those classes, check the link, and then it takes you to a, a PayPal or a, uh, a cart so you can take advantage of this. Please take my personal guarantee, okay? Another thing that you understand that you get with this is you will have me for a lifetime as a mentor. Okay. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks.